It's important that a new manager meet with their staff as a group as soon as possible. In this episode, we'll discuss why and what to cover. Hi, I'm Rick Kendall. And I'm Fred Ball. Welcome to Management Mastery. The purpose of these podcasts is to share what each of us has learned about good and bad management during our 20 years of experience, both as managers and executive coaches. During that time, we have coached managers at every level in companies from Fortune 100 to brand new startups in all major businesses, including nonprofits, government, and education. So whether you're just starting in your first management position or are an experienced manager looking to strengthen your management skills, we know our podcast will be valuable for you. The first meeting can occur before or after you've begun having one-on-one meetings with your staff. Today, we're going to talk about the parts of your first staff meeting. Introductions, the, the department itself and challenges, your management style, and goal setting. The more that you can be transparent about the challenges, management style, and goals, the faster and more effectively the team will function. It will save you time since staff will not have to meet at the water cooler to try to figure out how to deal with you. But before the first meeting, you need to do some preparation. Select the right day, the time of day, the meeting place, and one of the most important things, let's have some food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, don't forget the food. We'll deal with the first meeting where you don't know your team. If you have been promoted from within, you may want to make a few adjustments as appropriate. Yeah, Fred, I think when we're talking about right uh, day and time of day, uh, it's it's probably important. Uh, you know, we recommend that you hold the meeting either first thing in the morning, um, or definitely not on a Friday afternoon. You know, when, when you're... Uh, staff is going to be uh, paying attention and not distracted with other things. And along those lines, also schedule it far enough in advance that your people won't have scheduling conflicts and you can get all the staff together at once. Probably the most important part of the first meeting is introducing yourself to the group and having them introduce themselves to you. And if some of them are new to each other, to each other in the group, um, you want to encourage them to give a brief sort of business resume. Uh, how did they come to be in 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 the company? What they do there, and but also tell a little bit about yourself in terms of your family, your hobbies, your interests. You know, I would usually talk about uh, my kids and and what they would do. So this gets them into the mood of talking a little bit about themselves. Um, Keep it to about two, two and a half minutes, and most likely everyone will follow your lead on that. Then after you've given everyone an opportunity to introduce themselves, tell as much as they're willing to tell, we want to move on to the department itself. And here you want to give the staff an opportunity, a chance to tell you their views about the department and its functions. You want to encourage staff to open up about this, 
and 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 say how is the department seen? How is it seen by the larger company uh, and by clients? And for some, you may have to define. You may have to say who are our clients, and bring out. Let staff bring out the fact that it's this set of clients for. Uh, one part of your department, and it's another set for others. But the fact is that all of us have clients and we have to deal with them. Then you want to give them an opportunity to talk about what the department has done and is doing that's really well. And hopefully they will bring out some recent accomplishments. But if not, ask them to bring them out. And one of the things that you may be able to do is to have one or two uh, accomplishments that you're aware of, perhaps from talking to your boss, that if someone else doesn't bring them, bring them out, you can add them in. And then you want to also say to the staff, tell me about the, uh, the areas where we can improve and let people open up about that and um, give, you want to have them say, not only how can we improve, but you want to give them uh, an opportunity to tell you what suggestions do they have for improving. Uh, and those actions may take resource needed, it may be a new direction, uh, or it may be something else. And then you want to also talk about the challenges going forward. What do you see as the challenge is going forward and let people uh, talk about that. What will our clients need, for example, in six months or a year or two years? And uh, if you have any suggestions as to how we need to be organized in order to meet them, you also want to let uh, folks know that in your conversations with the boss, the boss felt that there were some challenges ahead as well, and you want to let them know what those challenges are. Yeah, that's so important, I think, Fred, that um, at this first meeting with the staff, to create an atmosphere where people feel free to speak both positively and negatively about what's going on around them. In the, you know, initially, nobody, everybody is a little skittish around the new manager. Uh, what can we say? What's on? What's acceptable? What's not? And by asking about and inviting uh, discussion on the challenges, both the, the, the positive accomplishments and the things that maybe aren't going so well, that sets the tone for a uh, much freer communication uh, between you and your staff. And that, that kind of leads us to management style. And this is the place where you're going to really communicate, hopefully, effectively to your new staff what your style is and how you manage. And what we'd like to talk a little bit about is a little bit about what it should be. Um, and th there are a number of, of aspects of management style. I mean, the first one is to communicate the importance of working as a team. And that involves that you encourage an open communication style, that you intend to be uh, frank and open with your staff, uh, to talk about when there's a problem, 
you want to know about it right away. Uh, and if you see a problem, they can expect you to tell them about it right away. Um, and that's important because if you don't know about a problem, you can't deal with it. And if people feel that they'll get in trouble by bringing problems to you, they're not going to tell you. Uh, and and by establishing that um, position of open communication and uh, back and forth with your staff and that all things are acceptable uh, as long as they're done with respect uh, and, and sensitivity to the other person that you want to you want to know. Rick, you, you know that there's always going to be somebody out there who's going to look at you and say, how do I know if I do that? You won't kill me. <laughs> and you you have to be you have to be prepared to laugh. Um, and then what you have to do is you have to tell them, uh, you're going to have to trust me on that. Um, uh, I need to know. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely, Fred. It, it, they're going to um, test you, if you will. Uh, the, the proof is going to be in your actual behavior when it happens. And the first person whose head you chop off uh, is going to tell everybody else in the group, and that will be it for open communication with the boss. So you have to mean what you say, and believe me, you will be tempted to cut people's heads off every once in a while, and you've got to be very careful not to do that, that, that people have to feel that um, open communication with the boss is not going to get them fired. Uh, not telling you when there is a problem, when there is, uh, that can get you in trouble. Um, and it's it's important to uh, hold to that. And the time that that will be the biggest challenge for you is when you're under, under stress and they're under stress. And there, if you want to continue to build teamwork, uh, you're going to have to always be able to be in control of your of your own feelings and not let anything happen that will make it very difficult to continue with open communication. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and as you said, every once in a while, you know, we're all human. We all screw up. Uh, we let our emotions c carry us away. And as the boss, it's up to you when that happens to make it right with the employees, <laughs> the employee whose head you cut off. That is, you've got to go to them or, you know, one-on-one -on -one and say, look, I, I, I was a little out of line. You were right to bring me the problem and uh, m make sure that they feel that, that they are not being punished for communicating openly about something. I, I agree. Let's talk a little bit more about what your goal-setting process should be and why. People need to be clear on their expectations. They need to set goals that are measurable and achievable and that people can agree what success looks like. So typically what happens is that you should mutually agree uh, with each person on your team on two or three clear, specific, measurable goals 
with time frames and evaluation criteria. The reason for the two to three is that you, you can't, these are in addition to the person's job description, so you can't have uh, too many things or they'll be carried off in different directions. So you want to keep it to a manageable number. In some cases, if it's a large enough goal, you may just have one. But the biggest thing is that it needs to be measurable in some way um, so that people can agree on what success might look like. Then you want to have uh, you want to provide updates at scheduled goal update meetings, um, which should start and end on time, and people get have an opportunity to to say what it is that they're working on, um, how they're progressing toward um, accomplishing it, um, and you want to make sure that when that when you go around the table and give people a, a minute or two to give an explanation of what they're doing that no one leaves those meetings without everyone knowing the responsibility for the next meeting um, so that we're geared toward um, goal achievement at the end of the year. I totally agree. And there's another part of that, which is um, sometimes the, the assignment, the goal, is possibly unachievable or extremely difficult. And I think Without letting people off the hook, you've got to show a, a, a an openness to discussing um, whether the the goal is achievable or not. I mean, you don't have to um, say that up front, but you need to communicate that that if somebody thinks there is a problem and they're not going to be able to achieve the goal in the time frame, that they should feel free to discuss that with you and that you're open to modifying uh, the assignment so that it is achievable. Absolutely. In summary, we've been talking about having your first meeting with your staff. We spoke about introductions and the opportunity to get to know one another a little bit. We talked about the department and its challenges going forward and your management style and goal setting. We've been talking about this first meeting with your staff. A meeting like this should occur a few times a year, a minimum of once a year, but frankly, twice a year is better. Future meetings will give you an opportunity to talk about team successes, challenges, maybe some funny things that have happened along the way, and any changes that you might see ahead. We hope you have found this podcast useful and will come back again for more Management Mastery. If you have comments or questions about this or any of our episodes, or would like to find out more about our other services, including one-on-one coaching and group seminars for managers, visit our website at careercoachclass.com for information on our courses, as well as links to our LinkedIn and YouTube channels. Thanks for listening.